the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Yeah, so good to good to be here at uh, at Round, hanging in your uh, new winery and looking at some of your amazing vineyards and stats leap AVA. So, guys, tell me a little bit your impression of uh, of the 2019 vintage after crushing it in 18. You had a hundred point wine moon racer. We haven't tasted the wines yet, but what's your impression of 19 after making such great 18s? We hope to do better, James. <laughs> <laughs> One, but we can do two this time, so who knows? Now it's been a two great vintage back to back. For us, I think we can think about 12, 13, like, I mean, it's been fantastic. The overall portfolio, the overall like vineyards across the valley, uh, fantastic. Perhaps a bit more juicy than the 18, so we see or, 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 you, or you see the wine, but uh, fantastic vineyards. Yeah, I think vintage. I think yeah, you have sort of Napa Valley eighteen and nineteen, and then you have sort of Realm Cellars eighteen nineteen, and I think for us nineteen was almost the capstone to a to a decade of growth and evolution for the for the brand and for us. And so it's not just to talk about what Mother Nature gave us in eighteen nineteen, but to think about where Realm is now in twenty nineteen, having our own facility being able to have this facility uh, online that we're tasting in here today, more, more precision in the wines, a little bit more focus, more control. Um, Benoit being much more hands-on in some of the vineyards that we own and farm ourselves compared to where we started the decade, um, 2012, 13, um, we just didn't have that same level of control uh, that we do today. So I think you know it's, it's, it's interesting to go back and compare 19 in the context of other great vintages for sure, the decade of the 2010s, I think, will at least so far be regarded as maybe one of the greatest decades of Napa Valley in the modern era, um, if you think about those vintages. Um, but I think for Realm, in the midst of all of that, to finish uh, the 2010s decade with, with 2019 having our own estate and, and being able to focus that much more, um, it's been a huge uh, evolution. Uh, so what has been the evolution in, like I have some ideas, in your wine making, and let's say the personality of your wine, but obviously you've moved to a much more um, terroir specific wines rather than like a stylistic um, impression of wines. You're going for more transparency. Like why why was that, and how did you do it? I think it started in the farming. To be honest, we we show you some evolution like here on the here side. You have misters to prevent from the heat. So fruit integrity number one. Um, we can also now store the fruit overnight to help the fruit to be cold and humidity control, temperature control. And finally, the fermentation become just precise, almost more simple, temperatures are low. Um, and I think the control that Scott mentioned is, is key. Uh, we control our space, our environment. And then we focus, like we talk about, in the aging. So the right choice of the bears, the right condition for the bears, the cave, the cellar, the temperature, the humidity, the importance of concrete for us, the amphora, so different tools and focusing on that aging and non-racking, less less racking actually in 19, much more or less than what we're doing in 2012. Yeah. All that, you had all those little details and I think that's some of where we are. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, you know, the other way to say that is we've we, we, we've gotten older and, and and hopefully we've gotten a little wiser. I think if <laughs> if you go back to 2012, I felt like 
we had a lot to prove, um, most importantly to ourselves. But um, we didn't own any vineyards. We're making wine in somebody else's facility. We go and, and meet with the grower. And Benoit wanted to talk about farming, and the grower just wanted to talk about getting paid from last year, uh, last year's harvest, because that's where we were. I mean, we were really struggling, um, and so I, we've come a long way since those days. But um, I think we've gotten every year. I think that we kind of refine the approach, um, and so I think we'll sit here ten years from now. I hope and. Um, Benoit's hair will be growing back. Mine, mine will be thinning, but we'll sit here and talk about, oh, remember where we were in 2019 and, and see how much evolution and refinement and, and precision are in the wines now compared to where we were a decade ago. So I think that's part of the ongoing evolution of the craft is to get better at understanding the sites, understanding the farming mm -hmm. and every one of these little steps. We talk about a hundred different ways to make 1% improvements. That's, that's been the, uh, the evolution. And so, so you so from 12 to now, I can see it in my tastings, but what do you think is the biggest, you know, the evolution in a very positive way, more precise wine, but is there any surprises along that sort of um, voyage that you've taken? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind? Like, yeah, that was the really big change. Is there, is there anything in particular, particular you think about it? I think we start to have more distinction between the site, you know, Coombsville to Calistoga. And I think we really think about the wine is a lot more to peel, you know, and the depths and the nuances and capturing the vintage, but the terroir within the vintage. And I think we see that more and more. The consumer uh, see that more and more. And people like and recognize, I prefer Coombsville. I prefer Stag Lips. And you know, that's the best compliment because there is a terroir, there's a site trace, there's a vintage capture. But uh, I think that's been fantastic for us to see that. And some of those things happened some of, uh, by intention, and then some of them were forced on us by Mother Nature. I think about 2017, um, we had half the vineyard picked from Tokelon, our, our lots from Bextoffer Tokelon in 17. It was the early half of the picks, not the later half. And so um, October 7th, when was it? October 17th, I think, or whenever the fires hit. Uh, and so the, all, all the fruit that was coming in post-fire in 17, we didn't use any of that. And so the wine we ended up with at Tokelon was the early picks, but we liked it. There was a, there was a little bit more nuance and layers in Tokelon, which obviously, as we all know, like that vineyard throws off plenty of hedonistic, intense fruit. Yeah. But to be able to find those layers and have the wine be a little bit more chiseled, we, we enjoyed that. And so I think out of that, it was kind of like, well, we, it changed how we thought about picking that vineyard in 18 and 19 because we realized, okay, wait a minute, there's... We kind of like some of these nuances that we get with some fresh fruit. Not to say that we won't push on a, on, a, on one particular lot um, towards the end of a, of a harvest, but we like that kaleidoscope. Some early, some mid-picking, you know, one or two things on the later side and, and see where that lands. With the intent being that, yeah, ultimately, if we're going to make nine, ten different wines, then they better all taste different. They better all have a story to tell. And we leave it for the consumer to decide which they prefer. If you could describe... 19 in like three words what what words would you use <laughs> like think one of those you, you have the idea for me there's there's uh freshness flesh i think the, the one of that juiciness and uh there's a crunchy character i think to the fruit i think this i think we have anything to you scott 
Yeah. I keep going back. I, I, it's so hard for me because we're biased through our own lens. And for <laughs> me, it's like, it, I think of it as the capstone vintage for us. I really think it's, it, it had a little bit of everything. These are not three words. <laughs> but it, 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 it had so a, a long three words. <laughs> so, so maybe I just say everything. You know, it's the, this is the sum total for us of, of a 10-year journey uh, to, to figure out, you know, the wines that, and, and that we wanted to make from Napa Valley. And I think we're, this is as close as we've come yet. Yeah.